Hi guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. Um, so for today's topic, we want to talk about something that we haven't touched on on our um, podcast before, and things some things that we're not really the most knowledgeable about. So we brought in an expert, as always. Um, so today we want to talk about veganism, being more sustainable in our eating patterns and our in our buying patterns, and then also just like environmental change and climate change in general. Um, so yeah, we brought on our friend Danica. She is a vegan. She is the president. The president. The president of the Vegan Society, is it? Vegan Society. Vegan yep. Society at Western. Um, so she's going to talk to us a little bit about, you know, her lifestyle, I guess. Um, so first, this is my first question, is why did you choose to transition into veganism? So it's customary for Filipino weddings to have a lot of meat. So mm-hmm. um, I went to the Philippines with my parents for a wedding for my aunt. And one morning I woke up and I was looking for my mom. So I went to the backyard um, to find her. I didn't realize they were killing a pig. Oh, and they killed yeah. it right in front of me. And the meat splattered oh. all, not meat, sorry, the blood splattered all over me. And it was terrible. Dude. But um, also my family is very, very like meat eating and carnivorous and Mm -hmm. three of my relatives have passed away due to heart disease Mm -hmm. specifically because like they're huge meat eaters and eat like terribly Mm -hmm. so um that's kind of like my biggest motivators okay Mm -hmm. so um how long have you been vegan i've been vegan for about four years now so that's a while you've killed the bug you're gonna be vegan forever yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, what about you, Lydia? Let's talk about your eating mm-hmm. habits. Okay. Ooh. So I've been vegetarian <laughs> since grade 11. So it's weird because every time I talk about me being vegetarian, I actually don't think I've been vegetarian for that long. But it's been six years. It's a long mm-hmm. time. It's been a long time since I've eaten meat. Um, I try to eat as vegan as possible, but... I don't know like as of recently it's been a lot easier to like go to people's houses and I'm like I'm vegetarian and it's fine but like especially in the beginning like going to people's houses like I would just eat before because they'd be like come to dinner and I'd be like oh I literally can't eat anything I'm sorry you made pasta with me in it like I feel like I felt really bad mm-hmm. um so I eat mostly vegan like in my home and then socially I will eat like vegetarian do you find like it's tough to um like eat vegetarian when you're at family gatherings not so much only because um i'm eritrean so at family gatherings usually in Jeddah. so those of you don't know you know it's like it's like a bread that's the texture of like a 90s mouse pad (laughs) (laughs) delicious and uh it's very good and then they'll be and then they'll be like so disrespectful guys it's not the texture and then it is okay it's like a flat bread and then there's like it jiggles definitely does jiggle but it's good it's not a disguise mm-hmm. anyways and then there'll be like stews but the stews are usually either vegan or like straight ass meat mm-hmm. so for the most part i'm fine yeah. and I, yeah, people who are habasha usually don't put meat uh like in rice mm-hmm. so rice is usually a free game i never have lasagna at these events though which sometimes kind of makes me sad sometimes. sometimes but like it's always so sad when there isn't veggie lasagna because lasagna is my favorite part but it's fine <laughs> Um, and then for myself, um, I, damn it, eat. I <laughs> eat meat. Um, we don't However, however, I do try to eat as dairy free as I can for the most part. Like mm-hmm. if there is the option to go dairy free, I will just cause I'm like very lactose sensitive. Um, and then I, I like vegan food. So like, you know, I'm not someone that like eats meat with every meal or like 
every day even so I think yeah like transitioning to a more plant-based diet is something that I definitely want to do um but I don't foresee myself cutting out meat 100% but I think that's okay so yeah that's me um so the okay one of the things that I get a lot like when we have conversations about veganism is the fact that it's not like accessible to everyone um people think that it's really expensive or you know whatever it may be can you speak to that at all Danica for sure so definitely if you're going to be buying like beyond meat burgers um the sausages the fake cheeses all of that it's going to be expensive 100% and mm-hmm. i won't lie about that like vegan meat in comparison to regular meat is a lot more pricey however there's a lot of delicious vegan meals that you can make um that don't cost that much Mm -hmm. you know some of the staples that i have in my diet like lentils um chickpeas Mm -hmm. rice potatoes like those are the cheapest things that you could buy at the supermarket Mm -hmm. and those my uh, grocery bill every week i would say um is around 15 dollars, and that's a whole week to feed for myself okay so it doesn't have to be expensive it's just the way Mm -hmm. that people are going about it like Mm. yeah like if you go into like the like, I don't know, if you go into the section where it has, like, the vegan burgers and, like, stuff like that, like a veggie like burger the or, like, the day of cheese, like, all that crap, like, that's obviously going to be expensive. But, yeah, I think, like, as Danica said, like, if you go back to basics and you eat, like, real food and, like, you make your fake burgers, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you get beans and you make a black bean burger, like, then it's not going to be as expensive. However, I think it's time-consuming. So, yeah. if you don't have the luxury of time then I understand why it would be difficult for you mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. vegan or eat more plant-based. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say, too, because I think even for me, I think for someone who, uh, like, lives at home, like, doesn't genuinely have to cook for themselves if I didn't, ha- like, need to, mm-hmm. I have, like, a lot of time. Like, other than school, like, I actually just have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's if I don't find the time to make those vegan meals, like, for example, like, preparing the beans or whatever the case may be, then, like, I always think about, like, that single mom who has, like, three kids. Like, she's not preparing the beans. Like, mm-hmm. she has to, like, give these children SpaghettiOs with, like, cheese on it or, like, whatever's in the SpaghettiOs and then, like, hope that they're full. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's always the issue that I have. And I find that, like, people who are specifically are, like, the single moms or the people who are lower income are getting penalized for not being vegan. Mm-hmm. Or not even sometimes it's not even like being vegan but also like not feeding their children, children healthy, healthy food, yeah which like is honestly like a luxury it healthy is. food is a luxury it is yeah. like your vegetables your produce like mm. not everyone has access to that and i think like people don't realize that and i totally agree with that i think that you know you should do as you can you know if you can't afford to buy fresh produce that you know you you should like there's eat as you can yeah yeah like if you yeah. can't get fresh pr- produce like mm-hmm. frozen produce canned mm-hmm. beans like canned um like vegetables like things like that like mm-hmm. obviously it's not as good as getting fresh produce but like it's not again like it's not realistic for everyone and like i think a can maybe like a can of veggies is probably cheaper than like getting like the carrots and then getting like the corn and like you know what i mean yeah so, that's true i don't know and i like vegans get a lot of heat for um criticizing or like i guess arguing with indigenous people um and really? yeah well, i didn't even know that I didn't yeah know that that's a, this is an in yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um not vegans in general but i would say unfortunately like PETA has gone in some heat for um 
getting upset at indigenous people for eating meat and um (laughs) i know they have uh some interesting um thoughts but uh personally from my standpoint i think that like for produce for indigenous um communities and like even regular groceries even getting cheese for a lot of these like communities can be really expensive Mm -hmm. and it's important to eat like not only be vegan but if you can't be vegan like eating what's available and like what's Mm -hmm. i guess in your land and if you can't grow food or um don't have the resources then you know you still have to live Mm -hmm. right for sure yeah like they'll have supermarkets in um like indigenous territories Mm -hmm. where they're like all bad food Mm -hmm. or like one thing of like sunny d is like twenty dollars yeah it's you know yeah. I mean? like they jack up the prices so much mm-hmm. to the point where it's not accessible and then there's so many like fishing and hunting laws in mm-hmm. canada now that like makes it hard for them to um like live in a way yeah. that they used to right mm-hmm. so for sure um you know the legacy of colonialism in canada is not over um, <laughs> Literally. for those of you guys that think that like canada is so progressive and that there's no racism like bruh Y'all just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but also, can we give context um, to why, like, veganism is getting pushed to be, like, more environmentally yeah, friendly? Why, yeah, what yeah. are the benefits of being a vegan? Like, why are we pushing veganism? So, um, first of all, let's talk about one kind of hot topic, the Amazon rainforest. So, that is um, being talked about everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, how it's burning down, and... I don't know if about you guys, but when um, people started talking about the Amazon rainforest, I saw a lot of hashtag pray for the Amazon rainforest or like post about the Amazon rainforest. But no one really talked about why Mm -hmm. the rainforest is being burned down. So it's actually being burned down to um, to have land to make soybeans. Yeah, soybeans to feed cattle. Um, And they're burning down, I think. Uh, 93 million acres of the Amazon rainforest for this and the Amazon rainforest is 20% of our oxygen that's yeah so once it's fully burnt down like we're fucked (laughs) sorry are you allowed to swear on this oh yeah yeah, maybe yeah Yeah. Yeah. I encourage swearing to be quite honest (laughs) yeah so um right now like there's a lot of people who are affected by you know um cancer due to their like lungs and a lot of respiratory diseases Mm -hmm. and once the amazon rainforest is gone that's gonna spike up also Mm -hmm. obviously with the amazon rainforest um with the burning and um cattle grazing there'll be more methane in the air which will increase kind of the heat Mm -hmm. um of the atmosphere and that'll melt the glaciers and um, once the glaciers are melted, yeah, uh, it'll sexy. It'll uh, rise our sea glaciers level. Melt, melting, okay. <laughs> getting hot in here. <laughs> oh so God. yeah, it'll basically like make the hot temperatures hotter and the cold temperatures like melt. So Great. yeah, deserts um, or like drier lands will become deserts, and um, colder lands are going to become really warm. So nice, yeah. Very, um, so care about the environment, positive. guys. Seriously. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. feel like maybe before, like, maybe like, okay, if you, this sounds so bad, but if you asked me like three years ago, I'd have been like, fuck the environment. I'm going to be dead before like <laughs> anything bad happens. And like, my kids can fend for themselves. That's literally my mindset, like, like maybe three, four years ago. And now uh, I'm of a different mindset. And I think that you should care about the environment because you need to like care about the, I think like the, 
not legacy, but, like, the impact you're making on the earth. Yeah, and I think especially looking at it, like, from an intersectional lens, like, obviously we just talked a lot about, like, indigenous communities and stuff, and it's, like, if you're going to be someone who is going to participate, like, in BLM, or you're going to talk about, like, how much you care about people of color, like, this is a people of color issue. Yeah. So, like, be serious about this. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't just... Like, climate change is not a single axis issue. Mm-hmm. It affects everyone. So, mm-hmm. like, be mindful of that. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people don't take into account how um, environmental change is very racially charged. Mm-hmm. And it affects racial communities completely differently than it does um, non-racialized communities. So, um, those are the areas where they hit the first. Like, um, when climate change happens, that's uh, those are the people who are going to feel it first. You exactly. Know? And they're feeling it now. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Canada, like there's this area of Halifax. It's called Afriqueville, um, and it's like made up of black. Like it's a black community, obviously, with like a lot of African um, immigrants, and they experience like such high rates of like the impact from environmental change, or like even like Flint. Like look at Flint. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyways, y'all, protect black people and be environmentally friendly. And, like, it's hard because even when we had the climate strike, like, maybe it's just because of the city that we're mm-hmm. in. Like, I saw mostly white people going. Um, yeah. And most white people actually, like, posting about it on their social media. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, like, I a part of me wishes that, like, clubs on campus that are, like, you know, BSA or, like, whatever – uh, like Black Student Association, for those of you who don't know, like we're posting about that, right? But it's like, I feel like growing up, even, okay, back to Dina's point about like three years ago, she would have said like, fuck the environment, like, right? Like mm-hmm. my kids can deal with that. I feel like three years ago, I would have just thought that's just like such a white hippie thing to mm-hmm. care about. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I feel like time and time again, when things like climate change happen, or like when climate strikes are happening, like I do see mostly white activists coming to the forefront Mm -hmm. and I think it's a mix of like I think it's a mix of like we just like as people of color need to like come together and like talk about it but also it's an issue of representation so you were talking about like Greta how everyone knows Greta for the climate strike um like movement Mm -hmm. but there's people like autumn who i always forget her freaking last (laughs) name autumn peltier like she's an indigenous girl she's 15 years old she's i think just as old as greta and she's a canadian and she's speaking about like the climate issues that are happening and how it affects the indigenous community but like no one talks about her everyone Mm -hmm. talks about greta canada hates indigenous people like they really do yeah they do (laughs) and also governments hate environmental activists like it's true i'm filipino and right now i think they're trying to pass a law that environmental activists are going to be considered environmental terrorists they actually i know they can be killed for this like the government will kill you if you're an environmental terrorist yeah you know and it's it's really messed up yeah you see it with like organizations like sea shepherd too which mm-hmm. are like like in comparison to like a Greenpeace, you know they're more like radical, yeah. I guess. So then they're they're ter- or they're characterized as terrorists and mm-hmm. then persecuted for that, right? For sure. So I think it's hard to be an yeah. activist, and especially like being a racialized person, being an environmental activist, like sis, mm-hmm. like you're going to jail. Yeah, like, you, you are, are going, going to, to jail. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For <sighs> sure. Yeah. Um, on another topic about like environment, water. You know we. We need water, obviously, to survive. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think a lot of people know how much water it takes to um, 
get certain meat and dairy products. So just oh yeah, it's yeah. a big one. It yeah, is, it is. <laughs> and it's kind of hidden too because you don't realize you know when you're um, raising this animal, they're drinking so much water, and you're raising them in mass amounts. Mm-hmm. Like to have one fourth pound of hamburger meat, it takes one thousand seven hundred forty liters of water. You know, mm. um, for two slices of American cheese, it's two hundred and eight yeah. liters of water. Mm. You know, it's a lot of water that could be used for people yeah. to drink. You yeah, know? where where so many people don't have access to clean water. Exactly, like we're saying, Michigan. So fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Think about that when you have nachos next time. <laughs> yeah, or cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's actually cheese in cheesecake. Cream cheese. Oh yeah, true. Um, um, yeah, and like also. Plant, like a lot of um like plant-based milks take a lot of water i would say that too yeah like mm-hmm. that's why oh, I'm, do they yeah, yeah that's why i'm on that oat milk train baby yeah do oat oat milk milk okay oat milk oat is milk, safe right oat milk yes. is safe yeah. yeah i love oat milk i love, I love it too. oat milk mm-hmm. yeah it's just like it's not accessible like why is it so not accessible mm-hmm. like why am i paying a dollar extra in my starbucks drinks to even get like coconut milk like what the mm-hmm. fuck yeah. yeah like they really don't want to see the the world like thriving like can we yeah. just talk about how tim hortons got a beyond me burger but they don't even have soy milk yeah i, d- I don't like, know how what that's is possible. going on <laughs> that is called capitalism it's it just is. like they mm. literally were like okay soy milk not trendy beyond me trendy let's buy it you know why yeah. it's because burger king owns tim hortons oh. and burger king i think has a deal with beyond, beyond, beyond yeah company yeah so but they also now have a beyond meat burger at mcdonald's mm-hmm. which janica was saying they have it, it at good? mcdonald's i haven't had it but okay. i've heard good reviews about it it's only in london they're testing it in london so if you're <laughs> hearing this now you should check if they have it support yeah, that. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah support that yeah so it just like makes no sense why is there no non-dairy milk at these freaking places mm-hmm. and why is it like two dollars extra a dollar extra like mm-hmm. yeah it is always extra and you, to make oat milk it's so cheap like you can make it at home and it'll cost you like a dollar for like a liter you know really even less than yeah yeah i don't got time for that but <laughs> i know still. yeah it's, it's tough yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but they shouldn't be charging a dollar since it's so cheap to make i know, you know? actually mm-hmm. you know what i always wonder you know how like as of recently i don't know how as of recently but as of recently people like don't want to have milk because it's like affecting their skin and like their mm-hmm. body yeah. has it always been like that or is it just like mm-hmm. a is it a propaganda piece <laughs> but like you know what i mean like are were people in the 90s well, no. getting acne because of well, milk well like um like communities of color are way more likely to be lactose intolerant like black people um, people of asian descent Mm -hmm. yeah they're more likely to be lactose intolerant and i think it's because traditionally our food doesn't have milk Mm -hmm. milk like i don't or maybe it's something about the enzymes in our something like that but Mm -hmm. yeah so i think like people are just more aware of like milk and there is a big surge of being like you shouldn't put this in your body because this is what baby calves drink and this is to like make them grow super quick or whatever the fuck so i think there's like more of a i don't know more awareness more awareness yeah Mm. for sure and i think like a lot of people are weaning off of milk and because of that um they're seeing how their body's reacting without the milk and this is something that they haven't seen before Mm -hmm. so um I think because people, other people are seeing results, it's giving others motivation to, you know, not choose uh, dairy options. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much milk propaganda 
Like there in the is. world, like you know, don't you remember like all those Got Milk camp- campaigns? And oh my god, that's so true. And dairy farmers got of can- uh, Canada have those like commercials all the time, and they have like their little logo with the blue, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like everyone always tells you to drink milk. You yeah, get even when I was, yeah, yeah, like and I hate milk. Milk used to be so encouraged. Milk used to be mm. that bitch. People used to just pour up a glass of milk, milk and drink mm-hmm. it yeah. and i find that so disgusting because i hate milk I but hate i would milk drink well. it because mm-hmm. like my mom was like you have to drink milk like yeah. you have to even when you were a kid like it was like i don't know maybe it's just my school but like when you were a little kid like it was a thing to like buy milk like the you, milk program, you would the milk program. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, like you would drink milk with like a like a pizza i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck? why are we like, having who's... so much dairy yeah. yeah yeah or like shout out deanna but like did you see deanna's like instagram story where she was like they were serving milk at the thanksgiving table and she's like, oh yeah culture? she's like is this normal for a white thanksgiving yeah. dinner yeah it's like it's so weird at star girl d if you want to watch some of her content yeah um, but i'm just like yeah i don't know milk is disgusting to me it is mm-hmm. like i'll fuck around and like have cheese but like just drinking a glass of milk like yeah but you also wouldn't well. have a block of cheese by itself you know what i mean yeah, that's why I it's would. different you would have a block of cheese by yes. itself yes i would just i eat the cheese all that like in my house like i'll just like that's crazy you don't just people eat cheese like just like not even with a cracker <laughs> no or, like, like you know like people apple? will do like okay maybe like i don't know but i would just like eat cheese like i guess there's like those string cheese right when you were younger yeah or like baby bell cheese or like yeah okay yeah. you got me i've baby, baby bell cheese bell. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but anyways <sighs> um yeah <laughs> what was i saying I'm like this is so, everywhere. Like, where I'm so frazzled but today. One but one topic that I really want to talk about because I feel like I'm the most knowledgeable. Well, I'm not the most knowledgeable, but I know a lot about and I've been talking a lot about because I did work at a vintage store is fast fashion. Oh, yeah. So if you know, if you don't know, I'm a huge, huge thrifter. Like everything I own is secondhand. Um, it did start out just because like I was a poor, like, like I wasn't like a wealthy teen and you know Forever 21 wasn't in the mall when I was in ninth grade so well, Forever 21's Forever. done yeah, so yeah done. God's plan no like mm-hmm. clearly fast fashion is like on its way out the door baby yeah so how do we feel about that and how do we feel about the accessibility of that mm-hmm. of thrifting yeah well like I don't know for me like my body type like I find I can never thrift pants Mm-hmm. like it's ever tough. yeah so i try to thrift as much as i can like i do thrift a lot um like tops and stuff but i always think like i always feel bad sometimes when i thrift because i'm like p- other people need it more than i like does that make sense like yeah it's I know cheap clothing that's yeah. like for people that can't afford to buy full price clothing yeah mm-hmm. one thing i will say and i'm gonna get heat for this is like i actually am glad that certain thrift stores i think all thrift stores actually at this point like hike up the prices of like certain brands they find so for example like if there's like a tommy hilfiger sweater like i do feel kind of bad because like now people who are who like couldn't afford that in the beginning like those prices are hiked up but if we're being honest the chances of that like sweater being in the hands of someone who is lower income and not just like someone who's going to resell it on depop is Mm -hmm. of low chances so it actually should be hiked up like i feel like i feel bad because i'm like someone else actually needs to shop here because of like necessity like they can't afford anything else whereas i can and i can shop at sustainable brands that maybe are more expensive um like there's so many that's a really good point like there's brands like everlane and there's brands like that are trying to make sustainably like sustainable clothing that is also like ethically sourced and ethically made and they're paying their workers a living wage and everything like that so Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. sure 
But I still think that even if you're purchasing from those brands, um, there's still so much clothing that's being made. That's true. And it's really tough to just like completely thrift. Mm -hmm. And I don't even completely thrift. I wish like I would, but I I don't, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, because it's sometimes hard to find. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's almost a generational divide. Like with my parents, when I tell them that I thrift things, they look at me a little weird. They're like, someone could have died in that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. There's such a weird, like, you either love thrifting or you're like disgusted by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like like you're just weird. Like you're going to wash it. You're going to wash it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much good clothing that you can find in thrifting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot of the materials that people use before, it's, like, better quality. Yeah. You know? It will last a long time. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you're hard to find a 100% cotton shirt these days. Like, mm-hmm. everything is, like, 50% cotton and polyester like, and yeah. then some freaking rayon and whatever the hell. Yeah. But, like, 100% or, like, 100% silk. Like, a, a silk shirt for three bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah it's sure. so true. Yeah. Like, my cotton shirt from, like, a thrift store will last, like, years. Whereas my Forever 21 shirt, like, the second I wash it, it's almost wear and tear, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But the only thing about thrifting, and this is coming from someone who thrifts a lot, I feel like because I have so many, like, so much years of experience, mm-hmm. it's come a lot easier to me. So, like, sometimes I'll go thrifting with people and they'll be like, how did you find that? Mm-hmm. Or, like, how did you know where to look? Or, like, all these tips and tricks I found, like, through thrifting. So, like, if I want to buy a fitted jacket, I'm not going to go to just a normal jacket section. I'm going to go to the little boy section and I'm going to get that jean jacket that none of these bitches are trying to find because that's the best section to find jackets, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, like, just a lot of little tricks like that. Yeah. What do you think about, like, um, websites such as Poshmark who are using thrifting but like making it easier to scout these deals I guess yeah so I feel like that's what I was gonna say so I feel like there are certain systems that like will make reusable clothing um like faster for you to find so for example the store I worked at like they are the ones who are doing the work Mm -hmm. of like going through a bunch of like racks and finding what's actually good and then selling it Mm -hmm. the thing is is they are more expensive so like if you're but it's taking a lot of the time and effort out of yeah so what I was gonna say is like you know in comparison to like how we're like well you know to be vegan it takes a lot of time to like maybe prepare the food so like you can't afford it in that way mm-hmm. i feel in the same way like not everyone has like two hours to spare at value village and sometimes i leave with nothing mm-hmm. and to some people that's like two hours wasted like i really fucking needed a birthday dress but it's like you're probably not gonna find a birthday dress. you might not find anything yeah it's mm-hmm. hard if like for thrifting it's hard to go in and be like i need this specific thing exactly mm-hmm. you, you kind of just gotta you know browse and see what happens Mm -hmm. and you'll leave with something maybe you didn't think you were looking for Mm -hmm. yeah but i think the nice thing about having these new sites pop up um for younger people who are looking for more trendy pieces it's easier for us and it's also more convenient but people who also really need to go to the thrift stores to buy clothing um it'll take less of us like less of Mm -hmm. us will be in their space i guess Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah. it's true that is very very true yeah anyways i try to thrift it's hard i know um, but in the end, like clothing manufacturing is really, really bad for the environment and we care about the environment on this podcast. We do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, I feel like that was also a really big point that you brought up, Dino, about like sizing and stuff. Like evidently there are a lot of sizes, I guess, thrifting. Obviously, like everything is one of a kind. So you like, there isn't like a million sizes of like something that you can find. But like, I do find the people who like are the thriftiest, including myself, are always like girlies who are like, kind of I'm so thin and like I can wear this jacket that's like oversized, like my boyfriend's jacket. Like, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, like it's just accessible to us. Like, I can wear sure things that like are fit me that are like either like a size four, but I can also go up to like maybe like a size like 10. 
and it be like cool baggy because like that's fine mm-hmm. but I can't really do that like if I wear something really baggy like I just look like not good mm-hmm. you know like it just doesn't suit my body shape. fashion and like general even like not even out like fast fashion like when you think about like like high what is it called just like yeah high fashion mm-hmm. like it's so fucked up like fashion is so <laughs> fucked up like it is, it's yeah. so exclusive yeah <laughs> it's so exclusive as far as like you know who looks good in what like who mm-hmm. gets to be the fashionable girl like i yeah. follow a lot of body posi people like on instagram mm-hmm. and like how many times have i heard people being like man it must be nice just being like a skinny white girl wearing whatever and it just being like fashion you know because it's true like if you're like a thick person like you have to work twice as hard Mm -hmm. to make whatever you're wearing seen as fashionable Mm -hmm. sometimes I see like I remember when I was younger specifically when I actually used to flip through magazines um, because now everything's on Instagram they'd be like the top 10 looks of whatever fucking gala Mm -hmm. and then I would see some like skinny white girl and I'm like they're literally just wearing like a minimalistic like health goth outfit but like it is iconic because she's like heroinly like skinny mm-hmm. so now it's like cool yeah mm-hmm. and then you think about like what that promotes too right yeah what does that promote yeah. too oh you're asking me well it was a rhetorical question but oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah speaking i th- like i want to touch back on like how environmental change and then also like veganism and just like eating more plant-based like Mm -hmm. how that's kind of racially determined Mm -hmm. um so yeah like communities that say are struggling with like clean water like like flint like these are communities that are a primarily poor and b primary primarily racialized um so like it does affect us in a different way. Maybe not me specifically, but, you know, people of color. Um, but then also on the flip side, um, I think you see this more in the U- I don't know if this is in Canada, but, like, in the U.S., the government will subsidize cash crops. Um, so things Highly. like... Highly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, things like corn. And then what does corn go to make? Like, corn syrup. Mm-hmm. And what does that make? that makes like really really highly processed food that are horrible for you um but then they're sold really cheap and then people who are poor who are like i think you're six times if you're like in poverty you're six times more likely to be a visible minority in canada Mm -hmm. um you're going to be buying that food and then you're not going to be eating stuff that's healthy and then you're gonna have all these health problems and that's just going to be a like a continual cycle Mm -hmm. so i think that you know people really need to be cognizant of how um how race intersects into the conversation about mm-hmm. um about environmental change as well as healthy eating and eating sustainably mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like i'm not gonna say it's easy like being sustainable isn't easy and i think the thing that a lot of like people who are really environmentally friendly or like vegans get like kind of demonized for is the people that are like all or nothing like you're all in say that. or you're not part of this movement and mm-hmm. i don't think it's like that i mm-hmm. think if, it's not black and white no yeah you can no. make small changes in your life that if we all do it mm-hmm. you know it's going to be helpful for sure yeah for sure yeah and um i know there are a lot of extreme vegans and i even would consider myself somewhat of an extreme vegan <laughs> but i i really uh like the idea of inclusivity you know mm-hmm. like um encouraging people through all levels and not shaming people um and just bringing awareness and you know letting people um move at their pace 
Yeah, for sure. You know, especially what they like can or cannot mm-hmm. do based on their socioeconomic um, standard living or whatnot. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys mm-hmm. see the? Um, I know what you're gonna say. Is the it Jubilee, Jubilee video? I, I love talking about Jubilee on this podcast. I saw that video. Okay, so, okay, so let's talk if about you the guys, video. If you guys don't know, I told you to watch the Santa Cup, but I don't I'm think sorry. you have yet. <laughs> um, it's a Jubilee video. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like spot the fake, mm-hmm. basically. It's my favorite. I love it. It's that so segment. good. So basically, they'll have like seven people in a room, and there'll be six of something, and then one who is not. So, for example, there was six christians and one atheist and through conversation they have to find out who is the fake but they all pretending to be christian but they're all pretending to be christian so in this case it was like all these people pretending to be vegan there's probably like i don't know eight people and then there's one person who isn't vegan and all the rest Mm -hmm. of them are yeah and they have to figure out who the fake vegan is and there are so many like intense questions that i was like even as someone who like identifies as like trying to eat more vegan i was like mm-hmm. i wouldn't even have known that so she yeah. asked a question like when somebody asked and they were like um is like sour patch kids vegan or something maybe it wasn't sour patch kids, yeah, it was like it was. some sort of gummy oh a sour patch mm-hmm. no and she's like she's like what's your favorite vegan candy and, and then he was like sour patch kids and she was like well that's not vegan yeah because i'm like gelatin or something like, gelatin yeah. and i was like okay like but he's eating vegan for like everything else like yeah. i don't know it was just like mm-hmm. this person was a perfect um archetype of like the angry vegan that's not inclusive and that is those are the people that like give vegans a bad name and Mm -hmm. people think they're preachy and people think they're holier than thou and it's like and that's what people what makes people like shy away from the movement or shy away about thinking plant-based or eating plant-based because they see these people who are like screaming in their face like you're eating murder and you know they're just upset Mm -hmm. about that obviously you know if anyone told you that what you grew up eating is terrible you're going to feel offended mm-hmm. yeah you know? for sure yeah yeah and then there's people that are like my ancestors have been eating this for hundreds oh, of years yeah how do you and feel they're fine that? that's it's like what, are they fine dude i like whether it's veganism or not i hate when people bring the argument of like tradition. well people have been doing this yeah it's basically tradition let's call it mm-hmm. what it is it's like for years, people have been doing this. Like, why would it be bad? Like, you could literally apply that argument to everything. Mm-hmm. Racism has happened for so many years. Like, it's been working. Be like, like, yo, get these black people in chains, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I hate when people are, like, essentialists. Like, mm-hmm. fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I hate that. It drives me nuts. Like, ugh. For sure. And even, like, the diet kind of, like, oh, our ancestors have been eating this forever or whatnot. You know, like, it goes back to colonialism right like oh my goodness yes Yes. um (laughs) like the spaniards and people who have colonized they're the ones who had decided to introduce certain foods to certain cultures for example like the samoans who are now unfortunately like one of the most um obese uh populations in the world samoans samoans what country is that um samoa Yes, I, I just made that don't, up. I don't, no, I don't really know. know. Don't quote me on this. Okay. But um, their diet before colonization was uh, very much like they grew their own food. They ate a lot of taro, bread food, coconut, bananas, um, and, you know, seldomly ate, like, meat and whatnot. And then um, they got introduced to more um, fast food, like spam and um, processed mm-hmm. food. And now it's really hard to get out of you know eating that stuff even in the philippines i'm filipino um our like foods that we used to eat a long time before the spanish colonized us unfortunately was a lot of starchy vegetables Mm -hmm. and um we seldomly ate like meat because it was hard to come by you Mm -hmm. know and now that it's just so easily accessible 
like we eat meat with everything like yeah we're terrible <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't think people take into a f- uh, like uh, into account mm-hmm. the impact the impact that colonialism has mm-hmm. on diet change mm-hmm. it's crazy mm-hmm. it is because if you look at like a very like paleolithic diet yeah. it is a lot of like whole foods mm-hmm. grains um vegetables yeah there's some meat too but like it's it's, when they would hunt for it and yeah it's not like you're going to find these animals and get them every single time you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure Mm -hmm. you're not giving them old gmos (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god gmos too Mm -hmm. this is let's talk about capitalism and how capitalism like ruins our lives capitalism is the worst thing ever (laughs) like no. Yeah. No, no 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 capitalism is terrible um there's actually this clock it's uh it's an animal kill clock it's um on animalclock.org oh and God. it tells you about how right many now. animals are killed in the animal u.s um per year or it's like a countdown not a countdown a count up i guess and right now it's saying that <gasps> there's been 44 billion animals that have been oh killed in the u.s this year and it's just the u.s and y'all it's going up mm-hmm. yeah so just go, go animalclock.org that's scary. And then, oh, I mean, if you scroll down, it'll say, like, how many chickens, how many turkeys, cattle, pig, etc. Mm-hmm. Wow, shellfish made the cut. That's kind of crazy. eating ducks? Yeah. People be eating ducks? <laughs> like, okay. for what purpose? Oh, my goodness. This makes me so sad. Since you visited this page, 57,000 number of animals killed for food in the U.S. You know what? I'm a vegetarian, and I'm someone who eats mostly vegan, but, like, and I've never even watched, what's it called, like, Whatever those documentaries like on Netflix are. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just drop any, like, why you should be vegan documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I know that, like, if I watched it, it would bring me one level up. But it's just, like, it would be so triggering. Yeah. Like, a really easy uh, movie to watch uh, if you're, like, interested in, like, this kind of topic. But you don't want something to be, like, all in your face is Okja. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. But it's, no. like, a really... How do you really- spell that? OKJA and it's about like a fictional um kind of mass capitalized like pig that they create and breed and then Ooh. um it talks a little bit about like animal activism but it's not so in your face and you're not super discomfort discomforted because mm-hmm. it's not a real animal you know but like it's a it's a it fictional gives, movie yeah it's a fictional movie okay yeah. that's mm-hmm. nice. oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's yeah. in it okay it won hey, a lot Jake. of rewards so okay it's a good what movie to watch Jakey. Yeah. Oh, okay and it's about a genetically modified super pig I see mm-hmm. yeah that's fucked I cried but it's a good movie to watch yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. one thing I was also going to bring up because I feel like mm-hmm. um food has a lot to do with like socializing obviously yes. mm-hmm. um so like it's a lot easier for me now i try not to eat like refined sugar mm-hmm. it's a lot easier because like unless you're going like explicitly out for like dessert like it's pretty chill mm-hmm. um but i feel like veganism like there are like a select few restaurants that are like dead ass vegans so, like for example copper branch mm-hmm. if oh, you're listening mm-hmm. sponsor us because we love globally copper local. Branch, globally local mm-hmm. and you can find like vegan options when you go out to other places um i mean globally local is not good for you though it's not good for you but it's vegan yeah but i think some people confuse sometimes veganism with like just being healthy like mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm vegan i'll be healthy laser and it's like, vegan and those are not healthy yeah, yeah it's like you're eating fried food all the time you're eating just fries mm-hmm. you're eating yeah yeah the only thing I think might be difficult is getting your protein in because I feel like even as a meat eater, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't get enough protein. So mm-hmm. that could be like where you have to supplement or like. Interestingly enough. Um, so actually, <laughs> she protein, tell us how to get protein. <laughs> protein is um, 
like this idea that we need so much protein is a capitalist uh, idea debunked um but uh, basically don't go on keto <laughs> yeah we don't need as much protein as like we think we do unless you're like a huge bodybuilder um then maybe you might need to supplement more really? but you don't need a lot and like eating wow. like a regular you know um somewhat healthy diet with um some whole foods and whatnot like you'll, you'll get, get yeah you'll get enough yeah mm-hmm. wow i think i, I feel learned lied too yeah, also mm-hmm. I feel like, so I did drop the class, but the first week that I did stay in Brescia's uh, food nutrition course, I learned that like if you have like a portion of veggies and a portion of grains, like that equals a protein. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually need to explicitly like tofu and whatever you're eating, but, no. or like, yeah. It's wow. um, capitalism. Okay, so basically be vegan. You have no excuse now. <laughs> we told you. Buy a bag of rice, buy a bag of beans, and some potatoes. That's a protein. And you're vegan. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's actually how some vegans sound, though. <laughs> They're like, just be like tofurkey, baby. Like, you oh, I love it. tofurkey, but it's so expensive. It is. Really um, expensive. But this is what I was gonna say before. Is like, mm-hmm. I find that people who are vegan, understandably, like, kind of like either like are friends with people who are vegan, or like, ten times out of ten, are like dating someone who's also vegan mm-hmm. because diet oh, is Danica. such a well, because diet is such a like social thing, right? Like, you want to yeah. hang out with this person, or you like want to cook for this person. This is mm-hmm. your partner. You live with them, maybe, and mm-hmm. then. What are you going to do? This person's going to eat meat? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, interesting you say that because I've never <laughs> dated a vegan until um, the person I'm with right now. Yeah. Um, but they weren't vegan when we first started dating. And then I, I converted them. <laughs> uh, not really. But, um, you did. Yeah. You did. You did. Uh, but it, You're told to switch up. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's hard, I guess, in the beginning. Yeah. And even with friends, I guess it's hard in the beginning. But I mean, you know. Your friends with that person, not because of their diet. Yeah, know? obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like hard. Like I can't imagine. Like you know, I feel like Lydia already has a hard time with like going to certain things, and it's like all mm-hmm. she can eat is rice and salad. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And or I've like, definitely been in those situations where it's like, okay, the only thing on the menu is a garden salad. Why? You know, mm-hmm. that's like fifty bucks. Yeah, exactly. And then the people mm-hmm. beside me have like like a meat, and it's like thirteen dollars. I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like. Fucked up. I don't. I never understood why certain meat things were cheaper. Some meat is subsidized. cheap. Some meat is really cheap. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess that's true. Like mm-hmm. if you're having pork, like I feel like that's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Depends. Like if you're having like a burger, like I feel like I feel like if you're getting like chicken or like shrimp or something, like that, that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the premium meats. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um. So yeah, I think like just to wrap up this episode guys have any advice or like closing thoughts closing remarks whatever um i think for me in my journey of trying to be a better person i would say like yeah it's like the little things there's gonna be slip ups and there's gonna be things that like for example like with fast fashion i do thrift most of the time but like if it's someone's birthday you know (laughs) i gotta get a birthday dress like i have to get something and Mm -hmm. i can't find maybe what i need at the thrift store it's like Mm -hmm. just know that like you'll be working hard but the world is trying to see you fail don't beat yourself up because the world hates you mm-hmm. <laughs> okay don't beat yourself because capitalism hates you right it's like true. if you actually like it's midnight nothing is open other than i don't know whatever like place as like your only option is like to eat cheese or meat and you're like starving like you can't like kill yourself over that mm-hmm. that's you didn't set that up okay mm-hmm. and also like if it's your cultural food like don't try to like don't like deprive yourself of that if that's, if that's not your prerogative really, yeah, yeah if that's, that's something true. that's really important to you because you feel like ethically bound to to mm-hmm. eat in a certain way so i think like my advice is yeah it's the little things 
get rid of your single-use plastics. Get um, rid of your single-use yeah, plastics. I'm like serious. people that are still using like plastic oh. water bottles in this day and age. I'm sorry. Sorry, you cut that out. Get yourself a water bottle. Get yourself a water bottle. It doesn't have to be an expensive one. It can be like a five dollar one from Walmart. Get, like, bring your tote bag to the grocery store. Bring your tote bag. Stop paying that five cents. It's saving you money. Yes. Those are like things that I always do or like just packing your food in like not like a Ziploc, like pack it in like a container. It's going to save you money too. Um, Things that are not expensive. Thrifting if you can, if you're comfortable with thrifting. I know some people like are really grossed out about it, but. Or just save your money. Save like all the $5 you're going to spend on tank tops at Zara and buy one really good ethically made tank top. Yeah, exactly. And those things, like if you invest in your clothing, if you if you have the means to do it, it's going to last you longer. Or if you thrift and there's been like something that someone has had for five years, chances are it's going to stand up for another five years. Like mm-hmm. these are things that have stood the test of time. Um, what else? Yeah, food. Just try to integrate, you know, more healthy eating into your into your life. Mm-hmm. It's a process. We're all trying to do it. Yeah. Danica, any sure. closing thoughts? Um, yeah. I would say that if, for example, you know, the environment isn't enough of something that um would want you to consider something more plant based or ethics, you don't really mm-hmm. care about animals. <laughs> if you're just um, like a shit person. I'm yeah, sure. you're just like I hate ethics. Yeah. You're just like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which was like me three years ago, so I'm not judging you. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um then maybe like think about, you know, health and um how uh your eating patterns might affect yourself in the future. Mm-hmm. Obviously, none of us want to die. Um, interesting. I mean, some of us do, but some yeah. days. Hopefully, um, <laughs> some days. Hopefully, oh, you want to live yeah. in a long, prosperous <laughs> life. Um, I'm just joking, guys. I'm, I, I want to live too. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, for sure. But small, gradual kind changes of. definitely are uh, the way to go. And anything you know towards more sustainable living mm-hmm. um eating more plant-based is uh, a good direction mm. um think about your health yeah for think sure think about the planet mm-hmm. think about how this like you don't think it's gonna affect you but it's going to affect you and i know mm-hmm. if you're young you're 20 you're 21 you're 22 you're like oh whatever like i'll start eating healthy when i'm 30 or whatever like no sis you need yeah. to start now yeah um, yeah you, the- you need to fuel your body health is wealth like yeah. yes mm-hmm. the american uh, heart association uh, just did a report saying that every 40 seconds someone dies from a heart attack or heart disease you heard that so that could be it you. could be anyone yeah. yeah that was like more than like that was probably like 100 people during this episode so let's yeah. do better guys mm-hmm. yeah do seriously. better for yourself for yourself for your future for your yeah. kids for your family mm-hmm. yeah um some good uh i guess resources that you can look at oh, um yeah, that animal kill clock uh it's really eye-opening um if you're interested in any movies uh we are, we mentioned okja that was a really good one um and also if you're interested in health search up nutritionfacts.org um that's created by dr mcgregor and he um created a nonprofit that uh posts about the leading nutritional um information within like health and whatnot Mm -hmm. also something to consider too is that um a lot of uh research studies that promote certain like foods Mm -hmm. are funded by the industries that they're promoting so there's that's a a big fact i knew that yeah yeah there's a lot of like dairy um studies that are promoted and promote dairy because they're funded by dairy industries Mm -hmm. so just be very cautious and critical when you're reading certain studies Mm -hmm. on who's really funding it yeah and like don't take everything that you hear at face value you there's like a new trend in health every single day in wellness people know today it's tomorrow god knows what guys people do like 
people do coffee enemas. Like, you know an mm. enema where you, like, clean out your butthole? No. So, what is that? Oh my god! I knew that. I knew coffee. I knew coffee and apples. I knew that. No, oh no, 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 no. So an enema is like I think they like shoot water up your asshole. To, like, oh my god! I can out. like oh feel god. it. I can people literally feel like I. People do that with coffee. <laughs> people do that with coffee because it's oh like a health god. trend. What? I'm sorry, that's not what good for you. Do? I don't know. Apparently, it's supposed to clean out your colon or some shit. Can I'm not you sure. Just do that with with coffee. So? It's apparently okay. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is like don't take all these health trends at face value because you're getting targeted by the health market. This is a huge like the health and wellness market is a huge market mm-hmm. and they're just preying on you they want your money they just want your money they don't care about yeah. your health yeah, exactly so definitely yeah. do more research before you believe like anything you know think about like your money what you're putting your money towards is power mm-hmm. like your buying power as a consumer is says a lot so make sure you think about like where you're spending your money and where you're voting quite frankly Oh, yes. I, you all better be voting. Y'all better done did voted. You and already okay. know who not to vote for. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to say it. We ain't going to say it. <laughs> we don't shame. Honestly, vote for whatever you want. But, but like, like, just fucking vote, please. And, mm-hmm. like, you know what? If you if your OSAP funding gets cut again, just know. You, you can blame yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's it for this episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. I know you guys wanted us to sing again, but it's not going to happen. Probably. Maybe next episode, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.